Are there any options remaining for N. Srinivasan, the BCCI chief, whose son-in-law allegedly has links with the betting mafia? After senior BCCI officials Shirke and Jagdale, the IPL commissioner Rajiv Chukla has now quit. A crucial meet of the cricket board is scheduled to take place tomorrow. Sources indicate that Srinivasan isn't going down without a fight. He has set conditions for his exit. Is N. Srinivasan still dictating terms? But one way or the other, can cricket's cleanup finally begin? You're watching India Decides. I'm Vishnu Shom. Let's take a look at what Rajiv Shukla said just a little while back. IPL के next season के लिए हम जो है chairmanship का कारभार नहीं संभालेंगे और दो साल हमने कर लिए उससे ज़्यादा नहीं करना चाहते और इसलिए हमने आज अपना इस्तीफा बीसीए प्रेसिडेंट को भेज दिया है क्योंकि IPL का काम खत्म होने के बाद IPL चेयरमैन का कोई काम नहीं रह जाता तो हमने आज अपना इस्तीफा IPL चेयरमैन से बीसीए प्रेसिडेंट को भेज दिया all right, so the reason being given by Rajiv Shukla is that he had a two-year term, that term is over and therefore he has to go. But is there, is he under intense political pressure? That's what a lot of people would want to know. And has he in fact just left the IPL part of the BCCI or what about his more other significant functions in the BCCI? What happens to those? My colleague Nikhil Naz, who's been tracking all of these developments, joins us now. Uh, Nikhil, what does this basically mean? for Rajiv Shukla firstly. Does he have other functions in the BCCI because he's disassociating himself from the IPL. Perhaps he's bound to do that because his term is over. But what about his larger role in the BCCI? Well, uh, uh, Vishnu, at the moment he's also the secretary of the uh, UPCA Uttar Pradesh Cricket Association, also the media spokesperson as far as the BCCI is concerned. He used to be a vice president. He's no more the vice president ever since he took up the job of the chairman of the IPL but Vishu we always talk about uh, whenever we do cricket discussions we always talk about good timing for a batsman how important that is and I would imagine him stepping down has got a lot to do with timing because if he really needed to step down if you look at his tenure in the past two years it hasn't been a great time since he's been the IPL chairman remember we had corruption charges even last year when there was a spot fixing case we've had a termination of two IPL franchises one IPL franchise leaving this year as well so a lot hasn't gone right as far as uh, Rajiv Shukla is concerned in his tenure as chairman of the IPL but why did he decide to resign just a day before that emergency meeting that is the important question and that's where timing comes into play remember Vishnu what we will see in the uh, working committee meeting is either Mr. Srinivasan will step aside or we'll have to call a special general body meeting if he does end up calling a special general body meeting which seems very likely uh, considering his defiant stand where he doesn't want to step down the votes will really make a very very uh, big impact on whether Mr. N. Srinivasan stays or not and that's where the timing of this resignation comes into play because remember the people who will decide whether N. Srinivasan stays there or not will be the ones who are sitting on the fence the ones who are supporting him and the ones who are opposing him aren't too many the ones who are sitting on the fence are too many and this will give a signal to those that are sitting on the fence that listen the writing is on the wall more and more people are going against Mr. N. Srinivasan and thereby if the voting does take place uh, we will we might uh, reach a situation where the uh, current president could be impeached. Vishnu? What about the numbers game Nikhil? How many people are, or associations are backing Srinivasan even now? How many are against him? Well, it's very difficult to come to numbers, uh, but Vishnu, I could just give you a broad uh, sure. uh, perspective of this. Uh, at the moment, uh, Mr. Srinivasan's position is very strong. Even though you, you're seeing more and more people resigning, his position remains very, very strong because for, for the board to impeach him, you need to have a third, fourth majority uh, 
you know, voting against uh, uh, Mr. N. Srivastava staying as the president now to reach the uh, almost three-fourth majority is very, very tough. So you'd have to, uh, you know, basically you'd have to have a lot of people in in the board, at least 24 votes there for him to be asked to step aside. Now that will be very tough. At the moment we're getting there are still at least six or seven uh, uh, state association that are supporting him. That should be enough for him to stay. There, that's where the numbers that we are talking about, the resignation, the three resignations that have come into play, play a very important role. Will those three or six or seven members that are still there, will they move? That is very important. But before that, you'd have to call. See, they've called in a working committee meeting. We're expecting a lot in the meeting tomorrow, but that might not be the case because you have to call a special general body meeting if Mr. Srinivasan doesn't step aside. What we are getting to know at the moment is that he, he may step aside if a few conditions that he set are met. But if that doesn't happen, he doesn't step aside. In that case, you'll need 10 uh, members at least to write a letter to the joint secretary now because the secretary has resigned, and that might be the case. But if, he, if you do write the letters, the voting may not happen tomorrow. It might be pushed to say a day after or at least you have 10 days to call that meeting and that's where the politics will come into play and we'll know the exact number but, but as but things stand Nikhil, right now if you go straight demand? into voting I don't think the, the opposing party has those many numbers to impeach him what are his demands Nikhil? Uh, what we are beginning to understand right now, and this is uh, from sources very close to Mr. N. Srinivasan, firstly, he's saying that if he does step aside, remember, he's not deciding to step down, but step aside. What he says is, till the probe is over, uh, till the probe continues, he'll step aside as the president of the BCCI. But once the findings of the probe are uh, made public, he would want to come back. That's one of his conditions. The other condition he's go he goes on to say is that Mr. Ajay Shirke, the, the man who, who resigned first, uh, according to sources close to Mr. N. Srinivasan, he believes that he backstabbed him because remember when the first press conference happened when Mr. Enshinivasan came out and said that they will uh, launch a probe into the findings and, and find out what uh, how much role did M. Gurunath had uh, with regards to betting in the IPL and Mr. Shirke was sitting alongside him so he believed that he gave him his support then but few days later resigned so what uh, Mr. Srinivasan is asking at the moment is that if he does step aside he uh, wants Ajay Shirke to be removed from the board and not be there in the board in any capacity that's uh, another demand that he's saying and like I said the the major demand is that he be brought back once the probe is over. So these are certain things that Mr. Srinivasan had asked the board to look into okay. before he All decides right, to step aside and not step down. Okay, Nikhil, I'm just going to go press. across to my panel right now. Keetty Azad, former Indian Test cricketer, joins us. Dr. B.R. Soni, Deputy President of the Rajasthan Cricket Association. Dilip Premachandran, Editor-in-Chief of Wisdom India. And Kishore Bhimani, the well-known cricket writer and commentator. Keetty Azad, firstly... Uh, Mr. Srinivasan at this stage still believes that he is in a position to make demands because he is making these demands. Do you believe that he is in a position to do so, sir? I don't know who is asking for what demand. First of all, is uh, Rajiv Shukla resigning from his post as Commissioner IPL? That post is not nowhere. He has hoodwinked us because once the IPL was over, he was no more the chairman. And you, uh, the commissioner, because you only have a tenure of one year, which is renewed every year. So he wasn't. So he's basically fooled us and uh, made us uh, believe that he has resigned from the IPL. So that's absolutely wrong. But he's wrong. no longer vice Secondly, president of the BCCI. He is the spokesperson of the BCCI, yes. And he has a role in the UP Cricket Board, we are told. But he's not vice president. So effectively, his role is actually not, as, uh, not very big anymore, now that that IPL post is gone. No, that IPL post was no more there at all. Once the IPL finished, his tenure was finished. And it was to be decided in September as to be who, who, who will be the next commissioner. 
So there was no question of him resigning. So this for is a formality. That's what you're saying. This was just a formality. It doesn't indicate any serious intent. That's what you're saying, Kirti. Vishnu, you know, it's basically trying to hoodwink, trying to okay. take away the attention from him, saying that he has also resigned, and so there is pressure on Shrinivasan. I think the the kind of pressure Shrinivasan has put on all the members, even the politicians, and either in Parliament or in the various state assemblies, couldn't put, because he has been rock solid. And they have not been able to do anything. They have managed uh, uh, Pavan Bansal's resignation. People have managed Yevropa's uh, uh, resignation. But they couldn't manage uh, uh, Mr. Srinivasan because he's been rock solid. And they haven't come together and called for a special general body meeting because if they call for one and ask for his uh, impeachment and resignation, uh, and if 24 people vote against him, yes. then people will get back to them in their own various respective state agencies, uh, state uh, associations and ask them to resign because there are various agencies like the Serious Fraud Investigating Office, like the uh, Prevention of Corruption Act and other things on the six associations and four presidents of various associations. So there are ten associations and presidents in all on whom this Prevention of Corruption Act and also Ministry of uh, Corporate Affairs, Serious Fraud Investigating Office are working on them and their reports are complete. So they haven't come out. Why? Because they feel that if they ask for the resignation, they will be asked by the local association people to resign on moral grounds or step aside. Okay. So that All is right. number two. Number three, in the working committee meeting, in the working committee meeting, you have only 10 or 12 members. So it doesn't matter whether 12 are against him or for him. You cannot vote it there until unless you call for a special general body meeting. So the, basically all these people have gotten together and are simply requesting him with folded hands, ki, sir, please go and resign. Nobody has been authoritative and nobody has had the guts to tell him that we will call for a special general body meeting and impeach you. So let us be very frank, it's a good cozy private club and it shall stay and as the, it is. And the club remains. Dr. B.R. Soni, Deputy President of the Rajasthan Cricket Association, how do you react to what Kirti Azad is saying? Essentially saying that nothing very major is going to change at all. No, I, I think Kirti is taking a very extreme view. But what I would like to say is that definitely pressure has been built. Shirke has taken a very good step and so has uh, the, our Secretary Jagdale. So what I feel is that and Vice Presidents can resign. So once the executive 10 people resign and I am sure if uh, uh, Mr. Srinivasan doesn't take a step of resigning tomorrow, probably the Joint Secretary will also resign. So uh, the board would be in chaos and I don't think so. Uh, Mr. Srinivasan would like the board to reach to that level. Already, in no, last but sir, five, is it acceptable days. to you? Is it acceptable to you? Because Mr. Srinivasan is not talking about going away. He says he's going to step aside until such time as his name is cleared. No, think, Secondly, no, he says no, that no, Mr. Ajay Shirke has should have no further role. He's been backstabbed by him, right? He says he needs to be brought back, and he says that in his absence there needs to be a credible face. He has put out these demands. Sir, are these acceptable to you? No, I, I don't. I don't. I, I would not accept these demands. He is in no position today to make these demands and I feel uh, whatever he may say, but if he has to resign... Is, if you ask Kirti, he is very much in a position to make those demands because nothing is going to change. I don't think so. With uh, so much of public outcry now, what's happened, I, I think... Okay. I think something will happen. Alright, Mr. I mean, Bhimani... I, I can only say, legally, legally, yes. legally of course, uh, it's very difficult because the board constitution 
says 24 votes are needed out of 31. So, so it ultimately boils so, down to that vote. Kishore Bhimani, let me ask you that next question. <coughs> there, there is a, a certain method that is being followed by Mr. Srinivasan. Thus far, he has refused to go. He says there is no question of me going anywhere. Today, he is in a position to make all of these demands. That is obviously based on a certain strategy. That strategy would perhaps still be towards survival. Do you believe he has a chance at survival as president of the BCC? Well, um, I answer, I'll answer the question in two parts. As you put it, uh, Avishnu, the, this is the last gasp of a drowning man. He is in no position to make any demands. Let's look at the demands very quickly. Number one, that he will uh, uh, he'll represent India at ICC. Number two, that Jagdale and Shirke can't come back. Number three, he will decide on who will be the treasurer and who will be the secretary. Number four, that no outsider can come in, meaning Shashank Manohar. Come on, who is he kidding? Because I don't agree with Kirti on this one. I think the game is over tomorrow. I think this is the ga last gasp of a drowning man. He has tried to say, I am putting this condition, I am putting that condition. What is really happening in the background is f four or five. Kirti, I'll, if you just let me finish after that, you have the stage to yourself. No, 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 go ahead. The, go four, ahead. Or five, the four or five fence sitters, after suitable medical treatment, will decide because they see which way the, the, the ball is uh, turning. And they will decide, uh, as I say, after suitable medical treatment, including the uh, people from Eden Gardens, Calcutta, who have two votes. Now, once they decide that, no, the, the, the palla is too much weighed on this side. So, what will happen tomorrow is that all the people will meet in Chennai. There will be a feeling of uh, a sense of the house, yes. which by now Srinivasan can't escape. It should not be seen that these three or these four or these five people have saved Srinivasan. And I think wisdom will prevail. They will all tell him, I don't think it will ever come to a vote. It will be Srinivasan resigning with uh, still talking conditions, still trying to give uh, favors and so on. I think it's all over tomorrow. Dilip Prabhachandran, do you agree that uh, uh, this is an exit clause in a sense for Mr. Srinivasan that yes, he will go, but ultimately he will have his way somewhat with these demands that he's made? No, first of all, let's uh, admit the fact that the self-interest of all the people concerned in this sordid business is just staggering. I mean, here we are debating this topic on a day when India playing their first warm-up match the Champions Trophy and we are discussing another kind of pathetic numbers game and, and, and how depressing is that? I mean this is what these men have reduced Indian cricket to. On a day when the national team is playing, we are talking about this and, and that's what it's come to and, and I honestly don't know what to say to that. No, but why don't you tell us about what's going to happen tomorrow? Where do you see it actually going? What is the larger game I over honestly here? honestly don't know. See, uh, see, if you look at what's happening right now, it's very much like a conductor waving his baton still, but half the orchestra has downed instruments and gone home. That, that's the situation right now. But the conductor doesn't seem to be bothered about that. And, and that's a really, it's a worrying situation. I mean, the, the, the reputation of the game in this country take, has taken such a hit in the last two weeks, and nobody seems to care, especially the president of the board. And, and how depressing is that? All right, how depressing is that? Last word to you, Kirti Azad. Do you expect anything untoward to happen in this meeting tomorrow? It's been brought forward by a couple of days. Or do you still feel that Mr. Srinivasan is going to try and brazen it out? Vishnu, even if Mr. Srinivasan resigns tomorrow, will 
that me will that mean that uh, transparency accountability and responsibility is coming to indian cricket will it mean that there will be no corruption in the bcci will it mean with various people resigning everything is going to be okay don't you remember the same time last year when i uh, had a protest outside ddc asking for transparency accountability and responsibility did you get that no now at the moment behind the scenes everybody is fighting for some post or the other tomorrow if mr shrinivasan resigns before they want to do that before the sink before the ship sinks many of the rats they leave the ship first so now i simply ask if shrinivasan resigns and as everybody else is saying is it going to clean cricket is the molestation of cricket going to stop okay, will you stop spot fixing will you stop match fixing will betting and gambling be over i just have that one simple question i talk as a cricketer i want my game to be cleansed i am a member of that victorious world cup team and i feel honor and proud of the fact that i could do contribute something towards my country and i simply want to know will resignation solve the problem that's the question that i put to you with uh, vishnu all right well uh, akiti that's a very valid point that you raised who knows whether it's going to result in any change but tomorrow is going to be a big day for the bcci one way or the other thank you all very much for joining us this evening Well, yet another clear indicator of the battle within the BJP ahead of the next elections. In a series of politically loaded remarks, the senior leader L K Advani today told the party's MP state executive that Gujarat was already economically prosperous when Narendra Modi took over. He added that Shivraj Singh Chauhan, the Madhya Pradesh Chief Minister, was humble, like Atal Bihari Vajpayee. Is Advani one of the shrewdest and most experienced politicians in the country? positioning Chauhan against Narendra Modi as the prime ministerial face of the BJP ahead of the next elections Madhya Pradesh ne Shivraj ji ke aane ke baad kya kya upalabdhiyan ki hain to vismay hoga chamatkar jaise ho jata hai na waisi sthiti hai Narendra bhai Modi ko main kehta hu के गुजरात तो पहले भी स्वस्थ था उसको आपने उत्कृष्ट बना दिया है इसके लिए आपका अभिनंदन लेकिन मध्य प्रदेश और छत्तीसगढ़ बीमारू प्रदेश उनको स्वस्थ बनाना और स्वस्थ ही नहीं ऐसी स्थिति लाना के मन में इच्छा हो कि भारत में ही नंबर वन न बने लेकिन विश्व में भी उसकी गिनती होने लगे राहुल दिस इज पहैप्स द मोस्ट हार्ड हिटिंग स्टेटमेंट मेड बाय एल के आडवाणी एज इन टर्म्स ऑफ दीज इंटरनल बैटल्स विद इन द बीजेपी वुड यू एग्री दैट दिस कुड बी कॉल्ड अ डायरेक्ट अटैक ऑन नरेंद्र मोदी नथिंग शॉर्ट ऑफ दैट यू सी टिल लास्ट ईयर अगो हाउ इन इंडियन पॉलिटिक्स वन कैन सी चेंजेस हैपनिंग this perhaps is the clearest sign till one year ago mr lk advani was singing praise about mr narendra modi how mr narendra modi has turned everything around but it perhaps started sometime around when mr advani was taking out a yatra and there was a bit of friction between advani and narendra modi because modi was looking at a third term and modi wanted that somewhere he should remain unchallenged so mr advani shifted his yatra to bihar and in fact the yatra was flagged off by nitish kumar and since then it seems that the protege mr narendra modi is no more the favorite of mr lk advani uh, it's not just today it's perhaps mr lk advani has been building this up building this up in a manner that he has been praising mr uh, shivraj singh chauhan and raman singh of chatisgarh while he is talking about mr narendra modi 
Now, there are very clear indication why this has been happening. Why it's been happening is because Mr. Narendra Modi has already been positioned in the party as the most favoured chief minister in the party by bringing him into the parliamentary board, the top decision-making body, Rajnath Singh has placed him over everybody else. But somewhere the leadership race is so that Mr. Advani, who has been positioning Mr. Shivraj Singh Chauhan's achievements as good or even better at times than Mr. Narendra Modi, this is a certain warning sign. Because what it actually means that if the BJP President Narendra, uh, Mr. Rajnath Singh was planning to use the coming national executive or the period beyond that to push Mr. Narendra Modi, if not as the face of the party for 2014, but at least as the chief of campaign, virtual chief uh, for off campaign for the 2014 elections, somewhere there are going to be roadblocks. This also coincides with the noises within the NDA. Nitish Kumar saying, no, we don't want Modi. Shiv Sena saying, we want Sushma Swaraj. Now again, Sushma Swaraj and Advani are very close. Also, it raises doubts that will Mr. Narendra, uh, Mr. L.K. Advani, who has contested elections from Gandhinagar for very long, because Mr. Modi used to be helping him, and also he, it became virtual hometown for him, will he be shifting base to Madhya Pradesh? Mm. Because with this kind of this kind of relationship, perhaps a change might be necessary. It also means that somewhere, if the RSS is backing Mr. Narendra Modi for, as the face of the party, there are people like Mr. L.K. Advani and others who are resisting. What one can certainly say that today Mr. L.K. Advani has made a very strong pitch to change the leadership race in the party. One will have to wait and see what exactly comes next, especially in the Goa conclave of the party. All right, Rahul, we leave it there. Thank you very much for joining us. An inner feud within the BJP. It's all about the prime ministerial face of the party ahead of the next elections. They say there may or may not be any such face, but it's clearly a battle which seems to pitch LK Advani, Shivrat Singh Chauhan, and certainly Narendra Modi, with Advani endorsing Shivrat Singh Chauhan, perhaps as a face against the face of Narendra Modi. It's time now for us to take a short break. There's a lot more coming up, including there's great news for the country. The monsoon has hit the peninsula. It's been raining quite heavily in Kerala and Tamil Nadu, parts of South Karnataka as well. The southwest monsoon is finally here. That's right. It has now hit the Indian coast today uh, after reaching Kerala. In fact, it advanced into some regions in parts of Karnataka as well as Tamil Nadu. These are the first pictures of the so southwest monsoon that you can see out here. In fact, over the last couple of days, we saw that Kerala, in fact, in fact, the entire southern part of the country was receiving plenty of pre-monsoon showers. And today, finally, uh, the southwest monsoon hit the Kerala coast, covered the entire uh, state of Kerala, advanced into some regions of Karnataka as well as some parts of Tamil Nadu as well and as a result uh, we saw plenty of showers happening there as well today. This is the monsoon tracker. As you can see the green line out here, this shows the current position of the southwest monsoon. So uh, it shows it is way above uh, what it should have been. So ideally on 1st of June, 1st of June is the key date when southwest monsoon hits Kerala and it is just in time. In fact the Met Department uh, this time had predicted that the southwest monsoon which will be reaching Kerala by 3rd of June 
so it actually reached on time on 1st of june that is normally when it reaches kerala uh, well also extremely heavy rain as well as thunder shower activities now in fact is going to follow over parts of kerala karnataka and of course the indian tas uh, southern part of the country southwest monsoon has finally hit kerala today on 1st of june that is its normal date so it is absolutely on time uh, today it has hit uh, in fact other regions as well in the southern part of the country including parts of karnataka bangalore is yet to receive uh, the monsoon showers it has already uh, been seeing in fact pleasant weather over the last couple of days weather is absolutely cloudy and pre monsoon showers have been uh, 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 taking place there and extremely heavy rain in fact is expected out here over the next couple of days we're looking at the satellite picture now as you can see out here towards the entire southern part of the country it's totally covered with clouds so lots and lots of rain is expected out here